Welcome back to another edition of Hoopology. I'm your host, Storm Jenkins. We're on episode 10, All I Do Is Win, part one, the West Conference Final Preview. So let's get started with poll results, and then we'll move on to a quick review of the West Round 2. Then we'll preview the Western Conference Finals, and then we'll have a quick preview of Game 7 of the East between the Sixers and the Hawks. And we'll do one poll question for the West, and then uh, Part 2 will come up in the next few days for an East review as well as the East uh, poll. So let's get started with a review of the West Round 2. Wow. That's, that's really the best way to describe it. I mean, let's start with Denver and the Suns. Um, you know, I had picked the Suns in six, so they definitely uh, finished off things a little bit quicker. Um, it's just Denver really just had a lack of guard play, which we kind of knew going in without Murray and then with Barton being out um, and, and maybe coming back, which he did uh, come back, but it was a little too little too late. And Morris and Compazzo, they just couldn't get things kind of going um, for that really, you know, guard play with, with passing the ball. They became very stagnant. Jokic was not assisting the way that we saw him during the regular season, which made him an MVP um, this year. And Gordon just really disappeared. I think that's the biggest thing for me takeaway is that Gordon disappeared even though he called out his team which you know rightfully so that was that was fine to do but then you need to come and show up and he just seemed really lost in the offense I mean he had about what 20 25 games to kind of you know acclimate himself and it just seems like they really reverted to like just iso ball, which is so not them. They really became a really great moving, screening, passing team. And that just kind of all just kind of fell to the wayside. And I think also with Michael Porter Jr. And, you know, he's having some different um, back issues. He just didn't look like himself, which honestly, Jokic needed that second as well as a third score. And I really thought it was going to be Michael Porter Jr. and Gordon. And then, you know, then we would get some, you know, great three. Uh, off the bench from Green. Um, not having Dozier, I think, definitely played a little role. I mean, the there was no one really driving to the basket. I mean, Morris did what he could when he was in, and Barton, for sure, you know, he played his heart out for the, for the minutes that he was able to get in and definitely affected the game really well. But in the end, it just it just seemed like it was like night and day because, I mean, Denver, Denver I mean, didn't handle the Blazers so easily because, obviously, it, it went a full, full, full time there. Uh, full round but at the same time the the Suns play defense and they play defense pretty well so and then you know on the Suns side what they did well was they played with cohesion something that they started in the bubble last year and have continued you know through the Lakers series and now with this Denver series under their belt you know going into this Clippers series I mean that's like seems to be the biggest thing um, that coach Williams has they're playing with cohesion they have tons of people to come off the bench and, and mix and match depending on the matchups and if, if anybody gets into foul trouble or if anybody gets hot they, they seem to play really steady too there was never any huge huge you know swings and that's something that we've seen um on the uh on the clipper and utah side the the huge swings and we'll talk about that in a minute but you know also seeing devin booker get get his team you know really off to really good starts especially in in uh, closeout situation games that he did that in the laker game and he continued with that on the in the fourth game for for the uh 
for that um, Denver series as well. And then they're playing full D. They they are you know definitely hitting mid range and the threes. It just seems to be extremely balanced. Uh, you know, Bridges had a great series. Crowder had a great series. Um, you know, Aiton Aiton definitely held his own against Jokic um, and and really um, also contributed. I mean, he still was uh, av- averaging a, a, a double double which he'll need to continue into this next series. So, I mean, hats off to Coach Williams and the Suns. Um, you know, not having Chris Paul, though, is definitely going to be an issue. Um, you know, to what extent, you know, because uh, they're at least not going to have him for game one. But, you know, also on the other side, the Clippers aren't going to have Kawhi for at least the first two games because he did not travel with the team. So we'll talk about that in one second. But the Clippers in Utah, man. What a series that was. I mean, <laughs> the first two games, it really looked like the Clippers were just on snooze. And they really just didn't seem... They seemed to be having, you know, a little bit of issues, you know, carried over from just barely, you know, getting getting by the Dallas series. And it just seemed like they just couldn't, you know, couldn't couldn't make anything happen. And then, um, and, and, and that, in those large leads... And the lack of consistency, you know, that really seemed to be, you know, an issue for Utah. But then, I mean, the third, but then when the series moved over to to L.A., I mean, the Clippers just the 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 switch finally flipped, and you know, Kawhi, PG, everybody seemed to be, you know, on on great defense, good production. You know, I can't you can't say enough about Reggie Jackson and, and Terrence Mann. I mean, especially once Kawhi went down, I mean, they really really stepped it up, and they also like took took a lot away from from Donovan. Who I mean, you know, on on a on a gimpy ankle, he really truly. I mean, he he left it all on the floor, and he really he really showed up and showed out uh, to to the fullest. Have, having not having Mike Conley, this is why they got Conley was to you know because in previous playoff runs, you could tell that Donovan really needed uh, the playmaker so he could go and do what he does, which is drive to the basket, hit some threes, hit some mid range. Um, you know, he he really stepped it up with his rebounding. I mean, he was still making plays, but to have Conley be the main playmaker was so necessary as well. Spacing, and it and it's just like Bogey really kind of like he kind of disappeared in certain stretches as well as Clarkson and Ingles because the the rhythm of the the first unit versus second unit was truly you know interrupted because having put Ingles in the in the starting lineup you know really threw off that 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 second unit which was playing so well I mean that's why both of them were in the running and 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 hats off to Clarkson for winning the sixth man of the year but and you know George Niang really wasn't in the flow of things in, in some parts either it's so I mean it was a collective issue but you know another glaring issue was from the defensive player of the year Rudy Gobert he really was you know on an island with especially in this fine in the final game with against Terrence Mann I mean they were getting like practice like threes you know nobody was like nobody was blocking them out nobody was you know even giving them any sort of uh you know uh force or anything and then Reggie Jackson was just getting to the paint like like nobody's business so I mean those are things that really Utah and just coach Snyder just not making the adjustments I mean in both cases getting off to those huge lays and then just like just fizzling because you know coach Lou definitely made those 
correct adjustments and, and just everybody kind of really like stepped up with Kawhi being out I think that really brought them together as much as you know a team could you know in in the midst of a, a playoff run and you know hats off to them hats off to man hats off to Reggie Jackson hey you know good good looking for Pat Beverly and um you know we'll see in this next series you know, with 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 Aiton being in the mix, you know how much Zubac is gonna play. If Boogie Cousins is gonna get in the mix, and and see how that those new adjustments for for Coach Lou, you know, get made. But you know, as far as as the Clippers Utah series, I mean, Utah, I mean, they did get you know being the number one seed. It it definitely injuries definitely did play a role. Injuries have been playing a role, and definitely I'm sure there's gonna be a few strongly worded letters to to the commissioner obviously lebron already sounded off um on twitter which which i mean was all facts the there there's so many dominoes that ended up happening to to get to this point where you know with all these injuries are really you know affecting the the product um of the game itself as well as players and you know possible you know players into next season so I think that definitely needs to be examined, but you know we we can only talk about who is on the floor and who you know who is outlasting whom uh for for these games but utah they 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 definitely get over one hump with you know at least getting you know almost getting to the conference finals and and at least getting past the first round but definitely rudy's footwork uh definitely just everybody's um production. You just can't like go missing that many times. It's like their highs and lows and their peaks and valleys definitely need to get managed a little bit better better for for next season for sure. Um, but there's not a lot to to work on, but there are some things to work on, and I I just feel for for Donovan and because I think he just he gave everything out there, every single game, and it just you know it just didn't work out in the end but let's go to the preview for the the Clippers and Suns which I'm so looking forward to seeing and you know for I, I I'm I'm picking the Suns in seven and I know that's not a huge stretch but I just think that their balance and and their defense is just a little bit more um, they have a lot more pieces to the puzzle they have a lot of players I think that more consistently show up um Crowder Bridges Payne um Sarge uh you can even throw in Kaminsky sometimes so I think that they just have that balance just a little bit more consistently than the Clippers I mean the Clippers shown I just don't see Terrence Mann having another like 30 plus point game I think Reggie Jackson has has emerged as definitely probably the second or third like consistent score but Morris needs to be um, even more consistent you know will we see Rondo play a bigger role you know will Batum show up more consistently Batum Kennard um, definitely need to be more consistent. It's 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 the shame that they don't have um, Serge Ibaka to go against Aiton. Um, I think he would have been a really great you know um, mix. But you know, best of, best wishes for a speedy recovery um, from his back surgery for for him. So I mean, 
Tyloo has his 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 um work cut out for him. I mean, on the sun side, dictate the tempo early and feed Aiton early and often, and then you know really stick with that mid range game. You know they love to hit the threes, but they are you know overall CP three has set the tone with being like you know a really great mid range you know team and take advantage of you know coming under screens and and getting and getting people kind of like caught in the middle of no man's land and just you know pull up and hit those shots I think that will help as well and then get PG in foul trouble I mean it, it he is going to be your biggest and best option and also frustrate him a little bit I mean I'm assuming he's going to guard Booker uh, on the defensive end so you know let him expel like a little bit more energy you know book, book will run over the court run all over the court so I, I can definitely see that being you know something that's going to probably frustrate PG a bit and also that means you know some of these other guys like Batum and and Kernard and Zubak you know need to and Morris they're going to be you know having times where they're going to have those open looks so definitely take advantage of that Uh, in the end though I think the Suns just will be just a slight bit higher edge and I think also um you know hopefully the extra rest will have helped the Suns more so than you know the lack of rest for the Clippers in in the end I think may catch up at some point to them but it's going to be an exciting interesting series it's it's great to see all these new faces you know um it be in the mix for the conference final so I'm really excited so let's move on to the um game seven of of the east for the Sixers and Hawks so you know after the lights went out on the Hawks it's just like it seemed like it was a bad omen in game six because they really should have won that game and it seems like you know they just gave it away in the end and and the uh Sixers just fought back enough to um to frustrate you know the hawks enough and just lack of uh shots just in the, down the stretch really you know it it's been this weird thing of like runs you know with the hawks coming back you know more than once so they definitely are capable of doing that but when they get out onto some leads it just it just automatically leads to just almost similar to what utah went through it's like getting out these huge leads just almost inevitably, you know, will bite them in the end because to sustain those leads and, and keep your foot on the gas is it seems to be for younger teams a little bit more, you know, nuanced and a little bit more difficult, but also scoring. But can we talk about scoring and the lack of scoring from, you know, almost everybody that isn't named Trey Young? Um, you know, Capella had had a, a, a double double, but I mean fourteen points, come on. We need a little bit more production and, and with Bogey being possibly down for this game seven. I mean, he was your second leading scorer, but Gallinari did step up. I, I'm hoping to see more from Lou Will. I'm also hoping to see more from John Collins in, in ways of points. I just, you know, more, you know, like the Sixers need to stop the screens and the pick and roll with Trey because, I mean, that is really their their main source of, of action and what's frustrating, you know, the Sixers. So, I mean, if they can stop that and, and let and let Trey and others beat them one-on-one, I think that'll be um, an easier feat for the Sixers to, to win this game. You know, Harris needs bigger numbers. I mean, he's consistently scored 24 points almost on every single game. But, 
you need to bring that up a bit because it can't just be the Embiid show. I mean, they've been fortunate that Curry has, you know, really continued to shoot well. But, you know, with with the absence of Danny Green, because he was also a bit a bit of that spot-up shooter that can get hot pretty quickly. But I need more aggression from Ben. I mean, there's like they seem to have really frustrated Ben to the point where, you know, he's not even, you know, he's not even doing what he his his really good things that he does enough and you know you know maxi has has really kind of saved them in this last game but you know bible you need a little bit of points from him i know he's more on a defensive end but in in general it just seems like on both sides of, of of the teams you know the lack of scoring really has made some of these games really tough to to uh watch in in some stretches for sure but I think in the end, I, I, I'm going to give the edge to the Hawks just slightly. I mean, I had them in six, so they, 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 they didn't quite fulfill that. But I think in the end, the Hawks can do it, even if Bogey's not in. But they really need to come together collectively and have a better game plan about scoring and, and helping each other out and, and helping Trey, you know, not have to shoulder the load as much as he has. I mean, it's the same thing with Embiid. Harris and company really need to, like, you know, shoulder the load a little bit more. Because if you if you bring some of those numbers up just a little bit, I think I think that will, um, you know, kind of like push them over the edge. Because it, it the defense is good, but you know you still got to score. You still got to score a basket in order to kind of like finalize and win the game. You know, much like that back and forth that we had for Game Seven. I mean, what a game! Bucks and Nets. See, that's the type of series I thought that series was going to be. Not that you know, not these like big blowouts and and you know, on one side or the other, or you know, just just kind of like lack of back and forth. But that was an amazing game. I mean, in the end, it's just like who had just a little bit more gas in the tank, and you know, it just ended up being the Bucks. You know, just a little bit more. I mean, you know, you have to feel for Kevin Durant and and you know the Nets in the sense that they, you know, KD left it all on the floor this whole series. I mean, he was been fantastic, and you know, you know, hats off to Harden playing, you know, on on one good leg, and you know really Blake Griffin he really stepped up you know Jeff Green in a few of the games I mean but and Bruce Brown I had said in my preview I mean he has been the glue that has been holding the Nets together all season and he continued to be that glue it was a little disappointing with Harris um not having those those type of like spot up shot numbers that he is definitely capable of doing it just seemed like if they were able to get a little bit more production out of him you know I think that we would have a different a different outcome in the series I mean obviously with Kyrie going down that really put a huge uh, wrench into the Nets you know situation and they've really you know with injuries and COVID and so on and so forth they've really struggled you know to all season in the sense of like you know they've had to kind of like you know pace things together it's like you know it's copy and paste like who you don't know from you know day to day whose lineup was going to be out there and and they they and they made it through but just in the end you know the bucks were just a bit more healthy and a, a bit more aggressive in the end to to get things done but i mean definitely a lot to look at you know for for the bucks moving ahead you know with holiday you know lack of production middleton you know good production on the right trajectory and Giannis, you know uh 
Giannis definitely needs to continue to, you know, try to get over this, you know, free throw, you know, inability. He did do better, especially with the crowd chanting for him. <laughs> um, so that might be something like, you know, other crowds may not want to do is chant for, for Giannis because it seemed to work to his advantage, not, not to the crowd's advantage uh, for sure. But, you know, we'll talk more about that in the next once once the Sixers and Hawks game finishes this evening. We'll do a, a full on um, review of the East and and also preview the Eastern Conference Finals. So for today's poll on the West side, who showed up and showed out second round? Um, you know, more superstar level was it Paul George? Was it Donovan Mitchell? Or was it Devin Booker? Or you know the the or was it Terrence Mann? You know, so let me know and. Like I said, we will have a part two of All I Do Is Win for the East preview coming up uh, this week. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the Western Conference Final as well as Game 7 for the Sixers and Hawks tonight. And I will check with you um, in a few days. Talk to you soon. And thanks for listening. I'm your host, Storm Jenkins for Hoopology. Take care.